Today's episode is episode 195 of Unconventional Humans Podcast. Today's episode is called Intellectuals. So recently I've been reading Nausea by Jean-Paul Sartre. Jean-Paul Sartre is an existentialist philosopher. He published the book in 1938. The book got me thinking about a few topics. Intellectuals is one of them. So just in the book, Antoine, Antoine Roquitin, the French writer who's horrified at his own existence. So in the book, you get a sense of an intellectual man who's quite isolated from the town Beauville that he's living in. And in this book, well, Jean-Paul Sartre, he explores some of his core ideas as part of existentialism, one of them being the meaninglessness inherent in life. So this is an idea that almost consumes Antoine in this book to the extent that he even thought about committing suicide and what stopped him from doing it was that he felt that his debt would be superfluous. So he used that word quite a lot, superfluous. To describe that most things in life are superfluous to existence. So towards the end of the book, what dawned on him was that music was a thing that transcended the meaninglessness of life. He said that music just is. And in the bar he was listening to a song on a record player. He noticed that the there was a note in particular where the note played oddly. There was an odd sound to it. And it was because there was a scratch. There was a scratch on the record player. And he remarked that even though a human had done that, it didn't stop the music from playing. In this book he talks about how things lead into each other. He does in quite a, an insightful way of how each moment just leads on to the next moment and that's all there is. So this book got me thinking about the fact that this guy is an intellectual but it felt like there wasn't too many people around him that he knew of that were on a similar wavelength to him. So he, in this novel he had the autodidact was a character who he conversed with in the library and he had an ex-lover, Annie, and he met the patron in the bar. I don't think he was really having that much conversation with her, but there was a handful of people in his life where he spoke to them. So you get a sense of a man who is kind of his own downfall that he was consumed by how he saw the world. Like I had the sense that he saw the world more clearly than the average person. But the fact that he didn't have too many people to speak to, to bring him outside of his own reality, I think he suffered for that. And so that's what I just want to talk about today, intellectuals. So I, First of all, when I was looking into this, Let's look at some standard definitions of an intellectual online. 
So an intellectual is a person interested in serious study and thought. An intellectual is a person with a highly developed intellect. As a, from my research as well, I, I saw that intellect comes from the Latin word intellectus, meaning to understand. And then there was another thing that I noticed online. The main difference between intelligent and intellectual is that an intelligent person is able to learn and understand things quickly and easily, whereas an intellectual person is able to think and understand things, especially complicated thing, ideas. I hadn't thought about the difference between an intelligent person and intellectual. And that definition there is actually slightly ambiguous, but does make sense to me that an intelligent person, so you give them a task, they understand it quite easily, they get on with the job, or there's some slight confusion, they ask you some questions and it's no longer an issue. But an intellectual, slightly different to that, because I, I feel like the intellectual, and even from this, this distinction, the intellectual is somebody who grasps complicated ideas about the world, and who actually spends time entertaining complicated ideas about the world. And that's what the impression I would get from Antoine in Nausea, was he was somebody who was entertaining big ideas about the world, existential questions about the world. Nobody set him that task. It was just something that he inherently wanted to do. So with intellectuals, what I want to question today is the humanity of being an intellectual. Because when I hadn't been thinking about what is an intellectual, the images I would have in my mind is of somebody who is very serious, condescending to other people less intelligent or who he perceives, who he or she perceives as less intelligent than him or her, patronizing, difficult to live with. They're the kind of imagery I would have for an intellectual person, somebody who doesn't know how to live in their head. But I want to question that today because I feel in society today, and it's even portrayed in that novel Nausea, there's just too much unthinking at a societal level. And what's happening, I feel, is that the people who are asking the bigger questions of life are in their kind of own echo chambers. They're isolated from society. And we're not reaping the benefits to the extent we could be from intellectuals who are living more on the fringes of society. I just want to question... I suppose, reframe what intellectual is. Because for me today, an intellectual for me is somebody who understands the power that concepts, ideas, and your thinking process have on your felt experience and understanding of reality. So from that lens, it makes perfect sense to me why somebody would want to pursue the path of being an intellectual. If it also leads you on the path to a more content and peaceful life, I think that's definitely a worthwhile endeavor, especially when you're living in an age where society is polarized and you've got groups of people pitting one group against the other. There's a lot of anxiety and fear in that way of living. So if there's another option, if there's more of an intellectual route, I think it's a path worth taking. I think 
that's what school should have been about, but that's not that that's not what it was about. I feel in school, I had negative negative imagery around being intellectual because it was disguised by words like SWAT, geek, nerd, and these had negative connotations of somebody who was. I felt like the word SWAT. Kind of insinuated that you were different to the rest of us, that you did as you were told, that you were a model student, and they were all negative imagery for me, because you're living in a school system where a vast proportion of it isn't focused on developing the individual to think for themselves. So I think as an adult, I've learned to reframe what an intellectual is for me so that I could actually live without these stupid ideas in my head about what I used to think an intellectual was. And I think it's also important to place an emphasis on the felt experience of life, to have an open heart and open mind, and to place importance on the fact that intellectual can be somebody who's empathetic and understanding of people. See, I think if your path to becoming intellectual centers around self-knowledge and understanding your world better, understanding other people better, then by default, you get to understand human nature better, so you're able to distinguish better the person who's coming to you who wants to actually learn from you and the person that's coming to you who just wants to leech off you so it's those subtle distinctions of human nature, I think, evolve over time. But I just wanted to question this today, because I think society suffers when there's not enough intellectuals in society. Because I think that the bigger societal questions are never easy questions to answer. Like you need somebody, you need people who are willing to ask bigger questions of society and come up with hypotheses things that they can do and test and then let that evolve over time. I think society suffers though when you've got a lot of people who are thinking black and white and that's influencing the big decisions of society. So I think that suffers. And also I just want to take the word off its pedestal because intellectual for me was on a pedestal somebody you look up to, somebody you look for answers from. I think that's the other problem in society, is that there's a number of people who will just look to authority figures to do their thinking for them, and then they kind of repackage somebody else's thoughts as their own thoughts, as their own opinions. So you won't know where their thoughts are coming from, because they pass them off as their own reasoning. But I think that's very damaging to society. I think I think it's important for to take intellectual off the pedestal, realize that anybody can become an intellectual. It's a way of living. 
there's a way of living a life where you feel like you're thinking for yourself and you're around people as well who are respectful. I think it's a very important that there's a respectful environment set up. So the ideal environment for me would be you're in a space of people who can talk openly about their opinions and thoughts about the world, that there isn't a fear of shame or embarrassment or ridicule. Like in the school environment, I think that was a big thing where there was shame and embarrassment if you asked something stupid or if you said something stupid. So that would mean that you wouldn't ask questions as much or you wouldn't say things as much. I think you need an environment where I think the most actually the most important thing to being an intellectual i think is that you're you're valuing having a clearer picture on reality a clearer picture on people around you you're valuing the relationships with the people around you and you don't place that much value on the actual specific ideas and opinions you have at a certain moment in time because you want those opinions and ideas to evolve over time to improve your life and the life of others. So they're all the subtleties that, that I was thinking about around this word intellectual. Because I would like to have more of that in society. More of these connotations of an intellectual being somebody well read, somebody with an open mind, an open heart. Somebody who's empathetic, respectful of other people's beliefs and worldviews, is willing to arrive at better solutions. I guess there's an understanding that like reality is vast and all-encompassing. We're never going to get to a finished end product here. All we can do is move society forward in the best way possible. And black and white thinking will not help us to move in the best way possible. That's my belief. So that's just what I wanted to talk about today. Intellectuals. Yeah, I think it's something that can be normalized. I would actually like to see it normalized. And I think the other thing with intellectuals is the importance you place on knowledge as an end in itself not just a means to an end I think that's very important so those are the things I just wanted to talk about today hope that's been some way useful helpful I'll put a link in the show notes actually uh, under the video if you want to read Nausea by Jean-Paul Sartre. I found it a difficult read. To be honest, after 50 pages or so, I felt like giving up and just not reading any more of it. But I think what changed actually was that I decided that I wasn't going to do a, an episode on the book. I was going to do it indirectly. So I was going to come up with a topic that I wanted to talk about, intellectuals, which is something was on my mind already, and just use the book then as a, few, a reference point, an anchor to some of the things I'm talking about. That's probably what I'm going to do a little bit more moving forward with these books. I find it quite... It actually takes away from the enjoyment of reading a book when I'm thinking about how I'm going to talk about it. So I'd much rather use the book to talk about something 
I'm already curious about thinking about and expanding on. That's kind of how I think I'm going to explore. Because once I decided not to do that, then I, I pursued, the, persisted with the book further. And I, I'm glad I, I finished it and read it. I think maybe there was another part that I was struggling with that maybe I was identifying quite a bit with some of parts of his experience. And that is a little bit unsettling when... When yeah, the like the book itself is slightly depressing. But I think you can't you can't not feel a little bit of depression when you're looking at the absurdity and the meaninglessness of life. But I think it's something that needs to be looked at to potentially have a hope in the future that isn't grounded on something without substance. I think that's the benefit to going through these more challenging feelings of looking at the meaninglessness of life. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, give a rating and a review. Love to to see that happen. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. My new book, The Edge, Finding Your Creative Edge, available on Amazon. If you want to purchase it, there's a link in the show notes or under the video on YouTube. So thanks again for listening and I will speak to you on the next episode.